welcome to Monthly Rewind, a brand new show from the Movie Take podcast feed. On this monthly show, I will not be joined by a guest. Sorry, bummer for me, I guess, lonely. But it is my way, basically, of getting to talk directly to you, the listeners. Because I realized on the Movie Take podcast, it was hard for me to really show you how I feel on topics. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm, I really enjoy getting to talk to these different movie personalities from around the world so far. But I received a couple comments, actually, that maybe I should have a different way. That you guys can hear exactly how I feel. And I thought, oh, well, that would make sense. So, on this show, I am... I've been working on a basic format for it. And if it's terrible, then we will not do it again. But, if it's okay, then I can't see why we wouldn't. So, so far today, I've got that we will be first starting with a couple movie reviews of July movies. Unfortunately, we will not be covering Mission Impossible because I'm pretty unhappy I haven't seen that one yet. But, then we will move into a segment of just movie news, and cover anything else on my mind, I guess. Not sure how long it'll be, well, I guess we'll just find out. So, first off, I want to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. I am a huge fan of Paul Rudd at this point. I think... Even in terrible movies, I still feel like he's usually pretty entertaining. I think that's just probably a lot of his personality and his charisma. And in this movie, I think he nails it again. He always seems to. It just... He's got a lot of talent in that sense, I guess. But, I had a couple problems. Specifically, what a terrible villain. She just... She was terrible. It felt stupid. Like, we didn't need her. She didn't really move the plot along. Why would I want Marvel to go back to that sloppy villain? To that, their way of just really, really boring villains that don't, they don't feel compelling, they just... They push the plot along. And I guess, yes, that's what one could argue is the basic premise of a villain in general, but that's not how you make a good villain. And, yes, I'm complaining as if, you know, I could do better, but I I just feel like they need to move in a direction with their villains like Thanos. We just saw one of their best villains. Ever. Arguably one of the best villains of a comic book movie in general. Outside of, of course, Heath Ledger, I think, still hasn't beat by probably a decent bit. But, nonetheless, that's a pretty high bar to compare to. And Thanos, even being in the conversation, feels insane. Because nobody ever expected that, and now we kind of downplay it. We just had a villain that was unbelievable. But, back on topic. Sorry about my tangents. But we get back to 
the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And to be totally honest with you, I don't remember what her name is. And if that doesn't say enough, then I can go into more here. She just, she just bored me. She never felt, for one thing, like a even a real threat, I guess. I felt more afraid of the police catching Paul Rudd, Ant-Man, than I was anything else. I was more afraid for him. And I just, I don't think that's how it should have been. I, I definitely think they needed to work on the villain. Nonetheless, I have one major positive from this movie that I cannot express to you enough. Luis is one of the best characters in these movies. If nothing else, if we don't see another Ant-Man movie, can we get a Luis standalone movie? I realize that sounds ridiculous, but I love that character. I need more of him. Can we just get him with the security agency? That would be brilliant. And actually, it probably wouldn't make a ton of money because it... Well, I don't know. They they sold a movie called Ant-Man, and it was successful. Why couldn't they make one and just call it Luis and have it be successful? And Michael Pena, I think, is an incredibly talented comedian right now. And I am so excited about his career going forward. Except for that movie that just went on Netflix that he stars in, Extinction. Haven't watched it. Probably not going to. It looks absolutely awful. And I would be kind of afraid to give it a listen because... I just don't want my image of Michael Pena being ruined, honestly. I wish Netflix could make a good original movie, but so far they haven't. But, overall, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I had a good time at the theater. I think it was a really entertaining film. I think it's absolutely worth the watch. And to be honest, I complain a lot about the villain, but like most Marvel movies, it kind of doesn't matter. There's just not a huge focus on it. They don't really dwell on the villain or anything, and it doesn't change anything too much. But hopefully going forward, especially after Thanos, I would love to see Marvel step it up with these villains. Because I know they've got good villains, they just they just aren't using them well. I mean, if they could just pull out more time in these movies, and I realize that's a lot to ask for, because they've been like, two and a half hours for some of them but if they could just work a little harder a little more screen time a little more introduction to these villains then maybe we would see a dramatic shift in these mcu movies going forward and that's something that i think kind of needs to happen it would be kind of brilliant and i think that would continue to put them miles ahead of any competition Because if they could just nail that formula like they've nailed it for the heroes, I think people would love the MCU even more than they already do. I mean, fixing that one major complaint would... It would be unbelievably changing forward for them. And I'd be happy. So, it'd be worth it. But, (laughs) next movie that I saw in July was Skyscraper, 
the Dwayne the Rock Johnson basically Die Hard kind of movie, except not nearly as good as Die Hard, which is totally a Christmas movie. But Skyscraper was pretty entertaining. I'm not going to call it a great movie. I'm hesitant to call it a good movie, but it was definitely entertaining. I'll give it that. And that, I think, is kind of a key point of The Rock in general at this point. I mean, come on. he He's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who doesn't love that guy? He's just kind of a legend at this point. But this movie, I, I think... Honestly, even without, like, a lot of really built-up, just cinematic, dramatic, dramatic scenes of just building in your heart of the fear, like, even without that, I, even without a great plot leading up to it, some of those scenes that he's jumping around... From stupidly high, that gave me anxiety. Like, I was nervous. Even though I didn't feel 1000% attached to this character, like, just watching the trailer, I never thought, oh, that scene where he's jumping across the, from the crane into the building, that one's gonna get me. Like, I never thought that in the marketing. But the second that he does that on screen, I was terrified. I think my jaw dropped. I looked at my friend next to me, and I just... I think neither of us could just even begin to believe what was happening. Because it it has an effect on you, regardless of your attachment on those characters. It It's scary, and that kind of made it more fun in the theater. And, of course... I thought his family did a good enough job in their roles. I mean, that they served their purpose. It was kind of predictable, but whatever. We went into it, let's be honest, because it's The Rock. Not really for any other reason. And actually, that I think would be a good question. Would anybody have even gone to see this movie had it not been The Rock? I don't think so. But I think overall, the movie was definitely entertaining, and honestly, I think I would suggest that people give that one a shot. I thought it was a fun movie, and it was definitely worth a trip to the theater. If for nothing else, it's a movie theater is just the perfect place to see that kind of suspenseful Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. And honestly, I it gives me even more confidence for his career going forward if he can take, like, a mediocre movie. Honestly, if it weren't him, I'd say it would be kind of a bad movie. But it just... This is such a statement that The Rock can be in this movie and make it so much better than it would have been otherwise solely based on just his charisma. And that, I mean, even after Jumanji... After Jumanji, I think it just, that movie showing that he can be really funny and still compelling. In fact, Jumanji, I think, was one of the biggest surprises of last year. But along with 
the display of pure charisma in that movie, followed by jumping from a crane so stupidly high in the air over to this massive skyscraper. It just... It's unbelievable how talented this guy is as an entertainer. And I think this is going to be something that we'll see for many years to come of just... I think he is going to become even more of a dominant force in the entertainment industry. And I am very happy about that. I mean, heck, this month I actually just watched Moana for the first time. And I, for a second, forgot that he was in the movie up until she lands on his island and there he is. And it just, then from that moment I thought, oh yeah, that's that's definitely him based on the voice. But then whenever he starts singing, I was shocked. It really surprised me that he, for one thing, could kind of carry a tune there. And just his character in that reflected him so well. Of just kind of going with the flow, having fun. But I think going forward... He is somebody definitely to keep watching. I mean, I will be. And I think a lot more of the world will be, too. But, overall, Skyscraper was definitely entertaining. Definitely worth the price of admission. And I think I'm going to probably have to get that one on Blu-ray whenever it comes out. And so, next up... Of course, I said right out of the gate, I... I did not get the chance to see Mission Impossible this month yet. And I can't truly explain to you how upset I am about that. Because I am so excited for this movie. But I promise I will see this movie soon. And when I do, you will not only see a review on the website, but I will try to remember... If this show goes well, and people seem to like it, then next month, on the next episode of The Monthly Rewind, I will talk about Mission Impossible Fallout. I pinky promise. I will do it. But, since I did not get to see it, we will move to the other movie that I saw this month, which was, full disclosure... I just went to see this because I thought I just wanted one last hurrah with my movie pass. (laughs) And I decided that since I couldn't see Mission Impossible with the movie pass because they were kind of, you know, losing their minds about that, I decided that I would just use it to go see Teen Titans go to the movies. And honestly was more entertaining than I expected. But it definitely had its flaws. I mean, for one thing, I loved a lot of the meta jokes, and I think that those played really well. I think those were a great addition to the movie, and honestly, I think a lot of the things in the movie reminded me of the original show. And something that I really enjoyed whenever I was younger was that original Teen Titans Go show. It just, it had, 
I guess I don't really remember whether or not it was like a really well done show, but I remember always thinking it felt compelling to me at the time, and I, I just, I always felt attached to those characters. And in this movie, as things unfold, I realized I kind of miss those whenever I was younger. I miss that dynamic between them. Granted, a couple times in this movie, it got a bit ridiculous with the sense of humor. It it just felt like they were playing too heavy for kids. And I guess that's a weird thing to say, because it obviously was a movie kind of marketed in that direction. But that's something that Pixar does so well, is they make these movies that are really adult stories, and they're just kid-friendly. This movie did not go that route. It leaned a lot more toward kind of immature jokes in it at times. And there's one scene in particular that I just... I was done with it. It it just... I couldn't find the humor in it. And for those of you that have seen the movie, it was the... It was the collection of jokes about the prop toilet on set. And it just fell totally flat for me. I couldn't I couldn't get on board with that. And it felt like they just repeated the joke a bunch of times and it none of them really felt that funny to me. But a lot of the jokes in this movie hit for me. A lot of the like I said, the meta jokes felt really good. But that also at times to me felt like it was the movie having almost an identity crisis because sometimes it would be super meta and then other times it was like it would completely forget about that. And I just, I kind of wanted it to pick a side, I guess. I wanted it to either be funny and meta or don't. Just be straightforward and not at all meta. (laughs) It just at times... That felt too ridiculous. I I just couldn't get on board. Now, all that being said, overall I came out of the theater thinking, okay, I it was obviously worth the money with movie pass, but it it served its purpose. I guess it was one that I didn't mind it after having seen it, but I I guess I could have lived without it. And actually, I I definitely could have lived without it. But I feel like it was one that it's, if you have a lot of free time, it's one worth going to see. But definitely not one of the best of the year by any means. In fact, I would go as far to say that I could see it not fitting in like a top 50 of the year. It, It was a very, definitely a very forgettable movie. But I had an okay time with it. It was it was okay. Now, moving out of the movie reviews segment on the show, I need to lead into the movie news. And that, of course, starts very big with the Comic-Con trailers. Now... Comic-Con this year, I feel like it wasn't really as exciting as usual. 
This is coming from a guy that's never been to Comic-Con and didn't go this year or anything. But just as somebody that watches and kind of picks apart everything that gets released, I thought, you know, it seemed like people there were having fun, but I don't know that there was... There wasn't anything groundbreaking, necessarily. Outside of the Glass trailer, which I guess I'll lead off with that one. Watching that trailer... It felt oddly really similar to Unbreakable. I really enjoyed getting to see Bruce Willis again and Sam Jackson again. Even seeing James McAvoy back was great. Because for one thing, James McAvoy is such an underrated talent right now. I swear that guy should be making more money than anybody else in Hollywood, honestly. He is unbelievably talented, and I think he's goes also unbelievably under the radar. With that being said, I really hope that this movie does not suffer from Bruce Willis not putting in a good performance. I've so had it with some of the things that he's been in, the some some of the things that he's just mailed it in. And I just I don't get it, Bruce. Please. Please do not mail it in for this movie. And I mean I get it. I get it. He's at a point in his career that he really he doesn't need this. He doesn't. We all know that. Just please, please, from just a self-proclaimed movie critic, I am begging you, Bruce Willis, please do not mail it in in this movie, because the potential here is huge. I mean, M. Night, the sham hammer, come on! This guy could be mounting one of the greatest comebacks, one of the best comeback stories in Hollywood right now. Because, let's be honest, his career went to garbage. As a huge fan of the original, uh, the Avatar The Last Airbender show, I loved that so much. And then his movie was terrible. That was one of the most disappointing movies I think I've ever seen. It was horrible. It constantly just had me sitting there thinking, like, you can't be serious here. You cannot be just ruining everything about the great story set out in front of you based on all of the source material here. I loved that show, and then his adaptation completely blew it. And I am honestly still mad at him for it. But... If he can pull off this movie, I will admit, he's back. He has, at that point, I think, proven that he can still do this. And I would be so blown away if he actually did mount a comeback. Because, like most people, I am such a sucker for a good comeback story. Now, the next trailer that I'd like to talk about, moving into 
some of the DC stuff. Aquaman. Okay. I thought this trailer was pretty good. But that there's still something very in the way there. And that something is the fact that I really, really have not liked much from the DCEU so far. I really liked Man of Steel a couple of years ago. I think that movie is underrated. And then I thought Suicide Squad was okay. And then I thought Batman vs. Superman was such an absolute painful, painful disaster of a movie. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. It it just... I couldn't do it. Especially the one I know everybody has heard this beaten down this point just again and again. But the Martha scene is so bad. So terrible. And I've seen people try to explain why it's not so bad. Why... That movie is actually a masterpiece, but you just don't see it because of this, this, and this. Okay, if I don't see it, it's because it probably sucks. And in this case, the movie just sucks. There's no getting around it. There are no excuses for it. It's just a bad movie. And I could not put up with that. But then we get Wonder Woman, and I think, I thought, you know what? Maybe. Maybe they can do this. Maybe they are onto something. Maybe we're moving into a much better direction. And I think everybody else seemed to agree. I mean, Wonder Woman was a really entertaining, well-put-together movie, except for the third act. Kind of fell apart. But nonetheless, I think all of us with our low expectations for the DCEU we can all pretty much agree that it was it was definitely a success. And then we got the Justice League, which was such an abomination that it proved why everybody it proved that everybody did not enjoy the DCEU up to that point. It proved that we all did not approve and we would like something new, I guess. And hopefully the way that they're moving especially with this trailer for Aquaman, hopefully this means that they're moving in a new direction. They're moving in a direction that the fans can support. And I, honestly, I really enjoy this trailer. I, I think it it's entertaining, but I just, I keep coming back to the same idea of, I can't do this again. I can't keep coming back to the DCEU thinking, you know what, maybe this time, and then getting disappointed again and again and again. I just, I've had it with them. I'm done. I'm done being disappointed by these movies. I'm not getting that excited for this. And I think I should. I like Jason Momoa a lot as Aquaman, especially in, well, only in Justice League. I think he did a really good job. But I just, I'm so worried. I'm cautiously optimistic is what I keep telling myself here. But... I'm afraid that they're going to blow it. I would be upset again, but 
not as upset as I was about Batman versus Superman. But hopefully, hopefully, we can we can all just get together and be optimistic that maybe it'll be good. And then the better part of the DCEUs, at least in my opinion, releases at Comic-Con, the Shazam trailer. I think it's really good. <laughs> in fact, I, I'd go as far to say this is one of my favorite trailers in a while. Because it just, it felt like such a different movie from what they've given us so far. It felt very new. Like, something that we haven't seen before from them. In fact, I, at first, I started mentally comparing it to, in a sense, the road of Ant-Man. In a way that, you know, you can only really introduce this character to people without them thinking, oh, that sounds stupid. You just have to introduce it with comedy. And what, like Ant-Man, what kind of situation lends itself better? Like Ant-Man, it's easy to make jokes about a guy being smaller, especially that small, and then calling him Ant-Man. That's a great setup for a joke. And now you get to a character called Shazam with a lightning bolt on his chest that says Shazam whenever he's striking something, as we saw in the trailer. And just something so ridiculous as a little boy that has this power to just become this grown, just absolute beast. And, I mean, that obviously lends itself well to some of the jokes that they hit on in the trailer. And even whenever the... He... Whenever Zachary Levi is just hanging out with the friend that I can't remember his name. Sorry, I'm totally unfamiliar with this in the comic books. But just the way that that friendship works, even whenever they're they're stopping the robbery and then rob them, basically. Like, those scenes work really well. They really hit a note with me, especially. Just, like, I thought that was hysterical. And I hope we get a lot more of that in the movie. And it's easier for me to get excited for this movie. Way more excited for me to get... for Way easier for me to get excited about this movie than it is for Aquaman. Mainly, and this probably sounds hypocritical, but mainly because Shazam doesn't feel like it's as big a part of the DCEU. It doesn't feel like it's essentially a member of some of these really bad movies that we've seen so far. It feels like it's its own thing. And I I can't really explain it that well, but it just... Like, he wasn't in the meh Justice League movie. He wasn't in the terrible Batman vs. Superman movie. He wasn't in the decent Suicide Squad movie. It's just... it's. It's feeling like a new thing rather than trying to salvage what we can of the old. And I think going forward, that is a great way to go. So moving on from that, 
into I don't really want to talk about this one. I just kind of want to brush over it here because it happened, I guess, unfortunately. But there was the trailer from the DCEU stuff for the show Titans. And I must say, I think we can all pretty much agree there's the one terrible line and it basically ruins the trailer. Because outside of that, it looks okay. Like something that I might record and watch a little bit of, but not much. It looks like something that I'd give it a chance at least. But with the stupidity of that line. And just, it it doesn't feel like something that I'm going to get attached to. Odds are, I'm probably not even going to watch the show, but maybe I'll give it a chance. If I hear good things about the first episode, or the first couple episodes, then sure, sure, then I will, I will give it a shot. But this is not one that I'm going to start whenever it comes on to begin with. It's just, I don't need that. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just not. Not something that I want to see. But, moving on from that, we have this Godzilla sequel movie that we got a trailer for. And that one, you know what? I think it looks pretty good. I'm I'm admittedly, again, completely clueless on source material for this. I, I don't know these monsters in it. I, other than Godzilla, obviously. It just, like, I, I've heard some names of them that I don't remember. I, I think the movie looks really cool. And I hope that it will be entertaining. I guess that's, that's really all I can say about it. I just, I hope that I walk out of the movie saying, you know what? They did a better job with this one than the last one. And that's not to say that the last one was bad. I just, I think there were some things that you can definitely improve on from the last one. And then you're talking a really good action movie. Like, don't keep on teasing us with the monster the entire movie. Don't keep on showing us a little bit. Just a really quick shot of Godzilla. And then nothing for a while. And, honestly, I thought that the best part of the first movie was Brian Cranston. And I'm upset that we don't get more of him out of this franchise. I think he would have been a character that I would happily support in a series of these movies. And I realize that they're more about the monsters and Godzilla, things of that nature. But, of course, you always need a human character in these movies to get yourself attached to. And I think he would have been a great one to bring along. But, of course, I don't make the big bucks here to make these decisions for them. So, instead, I just give my opinion to you. But, moving on to more talk of trailers here. The trailer for Better Call Saul, obviously, I don't I don't even need to say much about this one. You can just see it and know that that's a great trailer. And you know for sure that I'm going to be watching this next season. Because this show is so good. I never thought 
that they would be able to take a character so random, honestly, from the show. Like, I I liked Saul Goodman on Breaking Bad, but I never would have thought that they could take his character and make such a compelling show about him. And I love that. And I think it's probably one of my favorite shows on TV right now. I am a huge fan. And obviously, everything going on in that show right now, I just I can't wait to see more. That's just this coming Monday, I believe. Which, of course, if you're listening to this after that, then that means... <coughs> Excuse me. And that means absolutely nothing to you. But I believe that is August 6th. I'm pretty sure that it's coming on. And I can't wait. I am so excited for it. But another great trailer for a TV show. I, I mean, not maybe not great, but it's, it's a pretty good trailer. A, definitely one that got me excited was for this show, Mayans MC. Again, I was a huge fan of Sons of Anarchy, and I would do anything to get more of that show. And now seeing that we're getting to see the Mayans end of things, I am pretty excited. I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, it's not until September, so it's a little wait, but I am really excited to see where it can go i'm it's my understanding that it takes place after all of the events of sons of anarchy which is probably best it's probably the best way to go forward because otherwise we're all going to be thinking oh well i want to see when this thing happened from sons of anarchy i want to see how they handled it things like that but in reality that would kind of drive everybody insane. So, what we can do for this one is go into it completely open, but still in the same world, I guess, and I am excited to see how they build this new character that we're going to be focusing on. And I am so looking forward to episodes ending with an awesome song and then being teased at something absolutely groundbreaking for the next episode just so that we can all binge as we go along. Or, well, I guess, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll save some episodes for this one so I can just binge them, because that is absolutely the best way to handle Sons of Anarchy. But I don't know that I can start this and then wait weeks between. If it's going to treat the audience the same way that Sons of Anarchy did, oh boy, <laughs> we're in for a ride then. But I believe that is the last trailer that I plan to talk about from Comic-Con. Sorry if I'm missing one. But moving into more movie news, I just wanted to talk very shortly here about James Gunn being fired. And this is totally, totally a polarizing issue that I'm quietly nervous about talking about it but of course my incredibly obviously controversial channel obviously i have to talk about it but my thoughts are 
And if you don't know, I would imagine you probably do at this point, but if you don't know, James Gunn was set to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and a person screenshot a bunch of his older tweets from about, I believe it was around 10 years ago, that he had some pretty terrible jokes that he he was not being very sensitive in writing them. They were very, very offensive. In fact, so offensive that at first I thought, whenever I just saw the story, I thought, oh, this is stupid. Why would they go back 10 years and then fire him over something? And then I saw the tweets. <laughs> and um, they're not great. They're they're pretty terrible. They're really, really, really offensive and insensitive things to be tweeting. But I am a big fan of him now, based on everything that I had seen up until I saw those tweets. And that's tough that they fired him. It's kind of a hard line to draw there. As, as Twitter has pointed out, it's kind of hypocritical of Disney to do that with some of the other people that they've kept kind of hinting at saying that Johnny Depp is pretty hypocritical in this sense for the things that he's done for the skeletons in his closet. And I kind of side with those people of if you're gonna say that James Gunn's tweets didn't morally align with Disney you should probably not morally agree with Johnny Depp and a lot of his past. I just think it's it's a tough line to draw there, and it's something for them to probably consider in the PR nightmare that this has been for them. And I've seen the theory tossed around that Disney is actually planning on whatever, just bringing him back after a couple months and saying, oh, we've talked to him about it and all that. But I don't know that I like that move at this point. Not because I don't like him or anything. It's, I just, I feel like I had more respect for Disney than to throw fans around like that to kind of play everyone. And I know at this point, if they reinstated him, it wouldn't be because people are signing these petitions. It would be because that was part of the plan all along. And I I don't really like, as a big fan of Disney, I don't like feeling lied to in that sense. And that might be totally ridiculous. I just, I don't like being thrown around like that. But now we can move on to something totally less controversial. We can talk about the... Venom, second trailer. And I must say, I'm really excited for this one. Again, not a ton to say out of it. There were a couple scenes that were strange, to say the least. Especially with some of the dialogue. That, uh, if you see the trailer, you know what I'm talking about. And I think a lot of people agree on that. Some of them seemed weird, I guess. But, I guess if that's... In the source material, then I can't say, oh, where did that come from? That's just weird, because obviously it came from a very original place there. But I, nonetheless, I am very excited for this movie. And I didn't feel that way at first. I really was nervous, because at the time that I started to hear that this was getting announced, I was still thinking 
this is coming from the company that put out that, honestly, to me, terrible Amazing Spider-Man 2 after announcing all of these different movies that never happened because they totally blew it. And talk about putting the cart before the horse. But now this one, and I've heard the there are a couple others that they've been working on that are villain focused and and i don't i don't know about that i don't think we should announce a ton again because we saw how that happened last time and i just i could see it happening again sorry sony but the one time that i thought okay now they've got my attention with this was whenever they cast tom hardy because he is obviously very talented and i think he could really kill it in this role but i am again trying to be cautiously optimistic because what we've seen so far i think it's looked pretty good but i could kind of easily see this going downhill and by downhill i mean very downhill i could see it being pretty bad but optimistic it's all i can be i can just hope for the best and hope that i walk out of that theater thinking man i cannot wait for their next villain focused movie but for now i've just got my optimism and a pretty solid trailer i like the look of venom a lot i think he he looks so threatening it is exactly what they should have gone for for a look for that character and hopefully hopefully it'll be good now in kind of closing of this segment i feel like i need to talk about the death at least from my perspective of movie pass now i had a movie pass account i had it for like about nine months and i quit that membership i canceled it i believe let's see today is august 2nd um at least when i'm recording this it'll probably go up on august 3rd but i believe i canceled it july 30th and i canceled it because everything just looked bad for them and And at that point, I believe it was that day that I opened up the app because I saw this was a rumor, and it was saying that there were no screenings available at different theaters for movies that absolutely should have been screened. And I that kind of freaked me out. I didn't like that. It felt like they were trying to sneak that over consumers. And obviously up to this point, MoviePass has not been exactly honest in all senses and so that to me was kind of the final straw but i will say i have always from the start i thought movie pass is a good idea and i think that's a popular opinion i think a lot of people would tell you that it it looked to be a really promising really really promising idea Unfortunately, it just, it kind of fell apart. It, uh, the execution was not good. And by not good, I mean they did a horrible job. There is no reason that this 
shouldn't be able to work. But now I think we're seeing it moving in a direction where movies like or movie theaters, the chains like AMC having their AMC A list. I think that that's going to probably work out well because I'm sure they put a lot more thinking into it. And I think that they probably have figured out what price they can set it to be making a profit. Whereas I don't know that MoviePass ever really had an idea of what they needed to set it because they kept on just playing these different roles and it just trying to incite everybody against one figure. Like they started with saying how they were totally with the theaters, how this was for the consumers and they were all partners. And then like today they put out a statement. I think it was today they put it out about just completely ruining any relationship that they could have had with the movie theaters. And they were just saying things just completely nasty, like saying how it's it's the theater's fault for not playing ball with them and for not trying to make that relationship work. And honestly, MoviePass, they shouldn't have made... A relationship work because that's not beneficial to the theater and with such a crappy business model and being so incredibly dishonest why would they trust you movie pass i mean why would they why would they be willing to put money on the line with you if they're risking their own assets here i mean I could totally see them going out of business and movie chains not getting that money like I, I don't know much legality there, but it's kind of ridiculous that it feels like MoviePass is just going to kind of quietly die, and that's going to be that for lost money there. And that kind of makes me feel bad, honestly. But I will say $10 a month to see unlimited movies until they put more and more restrictions on it. I think that, that was awesome. That was really cool. I saw so many movies that I would not have seen otherwise. And I think that was awesome. That That's a great gift, I guess, from the people at MoviePass. It just, honesty would have probably helped them a lot. It would have gone really far in their relationship with audience members. And I... I feel bad seeing their stock just keep plummeting. It's it's become kind of funny at this point. I feel bad saying that, but like it's it's funny to wake up in the morning and see that oh, their their stock is now 5% of what it was whenever before that. And it just it's they kind of brought it on themselves. They didn't do a good job. And I mean, I wish the very best to other companies that are doing it, like I believe Cinemia is still doing pretty well. And I'll have to look at Cinemia. Now that I canceled my movie pass, I'll probably end up eventually going with the AMC A list because that's an unbelievable deal no matter what. And I think it obviously works better for AMC being that it's their own chain that they're kind of just making you go to their own theater. That helps them, obviously. 
And since they don't have any kind of membership to bring a friend or anything, it obviously is going to help them if somebody is saying, hey, you want to go see a movie with me? I'm going to use my A-list pass here, or whatever they're calling it. And they bring a friend, and then they profit off of the friend, and then they profit off of the concessions. And it's basically the idea that MoviePass wanted to have, but they couldn't do it because they couldn't convince movie theaters to get on their side. And that's because of the way that they conducted themselves, I think. But who am I to be the moral judge for them? But I am happy to say that I am now not a member of MoviePass. But I did see the Adam ticketing. I don't know much about them, but I saw that they're having a contest that if people tweet them pictures of their movie pass all cut up after canceling their subscription that they're having a contest that one person that they're one of the many people that do that will get like free movie tickets for a year or something and that sounds pretty awesome it's totally kicking a guy while they're down but that's a pretty funny thing to do by them and i might have to participate because that is an awesome sense of humor displayed by the people at the Adam tickets. And on that note, I would like to thank you for listening to the very first episode of Monthly Rewind, and I really hope that you will join me again next month, if all goes well, and I will be here to talk about Mission Impossible Fallout. And... There's several other movies that are coming out next month that I can't quite remember. But I do know very soon I'm going to have to see Christopher Robin because that looks very good. And I cannot wait to see it. And if you did not know, so far we have two episodes of the Movie Take podcast posted and online with very special guests Matt Hudson and Andrew Garrison. Definitely worth a listen. Thank you so much again for listening. And I will see you for the next episode of the Monthly Rewind or the Movie Take Podcast.